You are listening to Speak on It with Who You With, Kurt Dog. I'm M, Who You With, Kurt Dog, with Miss Riskiest in the house. Unfortunately, this is our last show of the year, but we will be back with some new uh, things coming up in the new year. Um, we're talking about the different laws between black laws and white laws, uh, how you can have the same crime, but different time. So, um, on this one, they automatically assume that black men did it. The black man did it. And he might be the victim. I'm just saying, he might be. Um, the most famous in the black community where a white woman accused a black man of an offense is Emmett Till a 14-year-old boy from Chicago while visiting cousins in Mississippi. He was lynched for offending a white woman, Carolyn Bryant, 21, at a convenience store. 60 years later, Carolyn recant her story. The two men involved in the murder were acquitted until kidnapping and murder in September of 1955 by an all, let's say that again, by an all white, all male jury. They deliberated for for an hour. I would assume in the black room, in the back room, they probably were smoking a cigarette and a cigar and drinking beer or drinking some whiskey back then, some moonshine or something in Mississippi. But they're probably just shooting the breeze, not even talking about the case because they knew in their mind, ah, not guilty, they're white. They exactly. And and uh, just a couple of weeks ago, um, the governor, our, our, our leaders, um, said they was not going to press charges against Carolyn. Here it is, 60 years later. She recanted her story. But because when she recanted her story, it, it picked up speed. People started talking about it and wanting her to be charged. But because she's white, old and evil. they don't want to charge her. So I'm like, about the same age and they put him all in the jail. And trying to trying to get his uh his uh release overturned. Charge that woman. Exactly. And matter of fact, this is one way we could get justice. Emmett Till movie is getting ready to come out. We need to make sure that movie is number one. And we're not we're not getting sponsored by this movie, but we need to hear the story. I appreciate Emmett Till, Emmett Till, mother, never met her, but bless her soul. She said when this happened to her son, she did not want to close Cassid. She wanted the Cassid to be open where everyone can see what they did to her son. So that take a lot. I've seen the pictures of it. Yeah. Matter of fact, we mentioned that 
the young man out of Louisiana, I forgot his name, had kind of, yeah, had a, I know Marcellus probably know because uh, he's from Louisiana, but, and still nothing have happened today of that case. So the thing is, it's, it's a lot involved. This should not happen. It should not have happened. But if 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 Emmett Till was a white kid, they would have thought it was funny. He would have still been around harassing females. But um, um, so that that's on that one. Um, Ed Johnson arrested for sexually assaulting a white female in Chattanooga, Tennessee in 1906. The victim was allegedly not unconscious with a leather strap. Johnson became a suspect when a witness claimed that he saw him carrying a leather strap. Though Johnson denied owning one, Johnson provided numerous alibi witness at trial. Nevertheless, nevertheless, uh, he was convicted by an all-white jury and sentenced to death. While the U.S. Supreme Court granted a stay of execution, a mob broke through the jail and brutally murdered Johnson. In a public hanging, Johnson tombstone reflect his professed innocence. God bless you all. I am a innocent man. In February 2000, his conviction was finally postponed overturned. That's, that's, uh, I'm going to keep on going because this is, um, I, I know what you're saying, Miss Risky. We, we still have a lot to cover. So, uh, Scottsboro Boys conviction raised public awareness about racist injustice and galvanizing the civil rights movement in 1931. A fight occurred between black and white boys on a freight train traveling through the town of Scottsboro, Alabama. The police rounded up all the black boys riding on the train and ultimately arrested nine black boys ranging in age from 12 to 19 years old. Two white girls then came forward alleging that they were gang raped on the train. All nine defendants claimed innocent. After four uh, separate one-day trial with an all-white jury, eight of the nine was convicted and sentenced to death. Their appeal, appeals would last over 20 years. On retrial, one of the rape victims testified that the rape was fabricated. Yet, all white juries again returned guilty verdict. In the end, after facing multiple retrials, all of the Scoutsboro boys had their conviction dropped or were sentenced to lesser charge. The Alabama legislation recently introduced a bill to postmortem as as possibly uh I'm I'm trying to read fast. I told you it was slow. Um yeah, yeah, mate. Where in the hell up? Hold on. Uh, 
the nine scouts. Okay, there I mean, the nine scouts bro boys. Meanwhile, a landmark Supreme Court decision in the Brown versus Mississippi case addressed concern about confession attained through violence. In 1934, after a white farmer was killed in Mississippi, three black sharecroppers were arrested for the crime. Ed Bell, Arthur Ellington, and Henry Shields were all beaten and tortured into confessing. Even more ludicrous, the police did not dispute torturing the defendant who appeared visible in pain as they sat through their trial. An all-white jury convicted the three and sentenced them to death by hanging. In 1936, the U.S. Supreme Court overturned the conviction, arguing that Coher's confession cannot uh, constitute evidence in a court of law. This historic ruling paved the way for the Millennium Rule to come decades later. Ellerton, Shields, and Brown were never fully exterminated because they took <clears throat> short plea deals for fear of facing another unjust retrial. Black women were also subject to the same unequal treatment in the criminal justice system. In 1945, the state of Georgia executed Lena Baker for killing a white man who had kidnapped and assaulted her. She claimed that she had shot him in self-defense. Baker was convicted by a jury of white men and became the only woman ever executed by an electrocution in Georgia in 2005. The Georgia Board of Pardon and Paroles granted Baker a pardon saying that the state had committed grievous error. Finally, wrongful conviction based on racial bias were just were not just a sudden uh, phenomenon. In 1948, the Scottsboro Brothers of the North, also known as the Trenton Six, were arrested for killing of a white furniture store owner in Trenton, New Jersey. Witness description of the session range from range from um, two to three black men who two to four light-skinned teenagers. The six black men who were arrested did not match the description. Five of the Trenton six signed in Constitution confession, which they maintain at trial were coerced, all provided rock-solid rock solid alibis. Nonetheless, an all-white jury convicted the Trenton six and sentenced them to death. On appeal, their conviction were returned due to weak evidence and the uh, pre-jury of the medical examiner. After multiple retrials, four of the Trenton six were acquitted and two were found guilty of a lesser sentence. Then we go on to the Central Park Five. Um, one spring evening in 1989, a group of around 30 teenagers were hanging out in Central Park, New York. Some of them were causing serious trouble, including, including badly hurting others in the park and harassing homeless people. The same night, a 28-year-old white woman, Trisha Mila, I hope I said that right, but close enough, yeah, Mealy, had been out jogging in the park. She was found beaten and raped 
and was in a coma for 12 days. And in that time, the case at a Central Park jogger would grip New York. Five black and Hispanic boys aged between 14 and 16 would be found guilty in jail for the crime. Kevin Richards, 14, Raymond Santana, 14, Antron McCray, 15, Yusuf Salam, 15, um, and 16-year-old Corey Wise were found guilty of offense including attempted murder, rape, assault, and robbery, and were convicted to 6 to 13 years in prison. In 2002, a year after his second meeting, Matthias Reyes told the police he was the one who who'd attacked and sexually assaulted Mila when he was 17 and said he acted alone. Eventually, the five men, the five men were cleared of all charges, having almost served their full sentence. He was able to tell police detail about the attack that wasn't publicly acknowledged, and his DNA matched that at the scene of the crime. In 1994, Susie Leah Smith told the police that a black man carjacked her and kidnapped her sons. After a nine-day investigation, she confessed that she murdered her three-year-old Michael and 14-month-old Alice by uh, strapping them into their car seat in her burgundy mausoleum and then letting her car roll into a lake in the mill town of Union, where she lived. Uh, Susie Smith, 43, was convicted in 1995 of murder. Um, and, and what's crazy about that story, she described the man as Spider-Man, no, like the because uh, the picture they had, I I just remember it was it could have been any black dude <laughs> that like every everybody had a cousin that kind of favored the, what she described. It was like a generic picture of a black man. Yeah, and it was like a manhunt. But you know, of course, we did one of these. Mm. Who gonna take a car with kids in it? Right. That don't even sound right. Um. <laughs> And so, fortunately, you know, they didn't grab, I mean, they didn't arrest any black people, but they did question a lot of people because uh, that could have gone the wrong way. Exactly. Fortunately, found out uh, that this is, you know, again, the Karens uh, <laughs> going around reporting that the black men did it and they did it. <laughs> Back in 95. Karen's been around for a long time. But we're going to go back to 92. Uh, Jesse Anderson falsely reported that two, not just one, but two African-American men attacked him and his wife in Milwaukee. His wife was stabbed dozens of times to death. Anderson went as far to give police a, a hat that one of the legislators were wearing the investigation found that Anderson bought the hat and the knife used to kill this wife. He was convicted of a murder 
1994, died after a prison beating. Uh, Sherry Hall, a Georgia rookie police officer, falsely claimed in 2016 that an African-American man shot her. According to the Atlanta Journal, Constitution Hall described her as, um, said, as a six-foot, 230-pound African-American man wearing a green shirt and black jogging pants. The Georgia Bureau of Investigation got involved and found their story to be a lie. She lied. She was charged, convicted, and sentenced to 15 years in prison on a range of charges, including making false statements. The man who Stewart had identified in a, in a lineup, Willie Bennett. I always got to be one named Willie. Willie Bennett stood accused of the crime until Stewart's brother came for it. Bennett spent 12 years in prison on an unrelated robbery charge. Dr. Rita Walker. At licensed clinic and psychological told ABC News on Thursday that the consequence of African American being falsely blamed for crimes can transition to internalizing racism. It is. That's our system. It is. Um, over the course of generations, some, not all, but some black people start, um, start to internalize this notion that I don't matter, my life don't matter, my life doesn't matter, because the messaging is so uh, pervasion, these narratives get wrapped into not only, into not only are you not human, you're a violent person, said Walker. Walker said that African-American are sometimes seen as potential violent simple because of their skin tone. I've been telling y'all that for the longest, I've been telling you that for the longest. Um, they say uh, African Americans make up forty nine percent of wrongful convictions since nineteen eighty nine, and that's according to the data collected by the National Registry of Exonerations. By contrast, thirty seven percent of whites and twelve percent of Hispanics were exonerated during the same period, uh, according to a. 2017 report from DNRE, Black people were seven times more likely to be falsely convicted of murder than white people, three and a half times more likely to be innocent when accused of sexual assault because of misidentification, um, which has happened in half of these cases, and 12 times more likely to be wrongfully convicted in drug cases. Recently, um, I know somebody uh, wrote in and wanted us to talk about this person, Alice Siebold. She was the best-selling author of the memoir, memoir Lucky uh, and the novel The Lovely Bones. Didn't read the books, but I love the lovely, you know, I appreciated the movie The Lovely Bones. She apologized recently to a man who was wrongly convicted of raping her in 1982 after she had identified him in court as her attacker. And that's after not being able to identify him in a lineup, but she ID'd him in court. Uh. 
As a result of the conviction, um, Mr. Broadwater, 61 now, spent 16 years in prison before being released in 1998. And he was forced to register as a sex offender. Siebold had plans to adapt the 1999 memoir after the man she accused of raping her had his conviction overturned. Fortunately, that was scrapped by Netflix once it was discovered that she had wrongfully accused an innocent man. But here's the kicker. None of this probably would have been known if the executive producer on the project, Tim Mush M-U-C-C-I-A-N-T. Miss Susie, I don't know. I'm not going to even try. Mick had investigated the glaring discrepancies in this prosecutor's case and started poking around and trying to figure out what really happened. None of this would have come about. Like he was the one that's like, I don't think that was me. Oh, yeah, you're right. He wasn't. So, uh, as we stated before, Blacks are portrayed in the media uh, have an effect on white thought. Uh, and this is according to Garrett S. Griffin, the author of Racism in Kansas City after um, um, uh, uh, Brock Turner's mugshot was finally released. He had, uh, wrote about these uh, disparities in the white versus a Black laws or what, what what have you but think about that statement no one group of people have been disparaged and portrayed in more derogatory ways than black people take the description black black is typically associated with negative things black art black magic black heart when things turn black is rotten is gone bad etc Disney characters with dark, you know, characters with dark features are depicted as villains. White is always equated with purity, clean, new, angelic, free, you know, etc. You get it. The fair maidens are always coveted by the dark villains, villainous counterparts. These images have been ingrained in our brains since childhood. The images are also perpetuated in the media. This bias not only affects how people are treated, but also how they are spoken to or how people receive information from people who are different. And, you know, you may have experienced this in you know, your time when you're giving some instruction to somebody in your life. Oh, you know, your tone's a little, oh, you're, you're getting a little irate or, you know, you're, you're getting a little, you sound upset. And you're talking to them in calm tones. It's like, no, I'm calm. I'm just stating facts. Just letting you know, let's not do this anymore. But it's always taken as a sign of aggression, like from someone with darker skin. And I don't know if any of you guys ever had that uh, happen to you guys where you have to change your ways. You know, you know like, and it's like, um, just because they, the lighter skins didn't like how it was presented. Like they, they get, their feelings were hurt as you were that you are calling out them being wrong or calling them out for making insensitive comments. Oh, I'm a racist now? Mm, I didn't say that, but... Yep, the shoe fit. Right. 
if the hoodie fits. Like we always have to change our ways to and adapt our our way of being to appease other people. We walk on eggshells in certain situations. We have to like we're taught at a young age, keep your head down. Don't give too you know, too many people too much lip. If an officer comes up to you, you know, you pretty much like, Yes, 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 up, Mr. Like we have to do all these things, but nobody's telling them how to not bully and mistreat and talk to people any kind of way. And shoot up schools. Like it goes both ways. Like, why do we have to comply? Just like as a woman, why can I wear a short skirt without some man telling uh, me to regret? Like I'm wearing shoes. They're giving you the right to grab or do whatever, you know. So why do I have to change? True. I'm no longer going to stand for it. Yeah. <laughs> and hopefully 2022 we see a lot more changes because now we're starting to see more people you know, held accountable for their actions on both sides as it should. Um, you know, a lot of grievances or, or assaults on black people are starting to now see um that their attackers or their bully, you know, people who bully them, get arrested and get charges put up, placed upon them. So hopefully, now, like the, there'll be limited Karen interactions, um, false, you know, false reports, get you jail time. Sorry, not sorry. Well, when we talked about those all white jury, uh, a couple of things came to mind. Uh, one, the Amar Arbery case, um, they selected pretty much all white jurors except one. Um, the cop. Even he was kind of questionable, wasn't he? He wasn't even like, was like a mixture, right? Well, we didn't even know who he was until I don't know if they identified him now, but even uh, the Minnesota police officer that shot the brother last year. Um, that says you're reaching for her taser, they selected all white jury. And I, I've been out of pocket. I don't know what the outcome of the trial is, if it's a verdict yet or not. Um, but what they try to do is try to take it back to the early days where they can say, hey, we're going to select all white jury and we're going to make sure we get them off. But it didn't work in Georgia. And I don't know about Minneapolis with the, uh, I forgot her name. We talked about it last year on the show. Um, what was his name? Was it Grant? We've talked about several cases of people being shot and killed by unarmed police officer. Uh, um, so it's kind of, I'm trying to see. Uh, and then um, even um, with Derek Chavez who uh, was found guilty for killing George Floyd he just um, admitted to to uh, killing him in the civil case he pled guilty and because of that they want to give him I think 25 years to run with the same 
sentence for killing George Floyd. So he made a plea deal. So he haven't he haven't been sentenced in George Floyd case yet, have he? No, yes, he have. Yes, he have. Yes, he have. I'm thinking about something else. Um, so they won't. You know me. I uh, I get get caught up on like a long year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, dealing with these and everything that we have going on in our personal life um, uh, is is a lot. So hopefully next year we can bring some of the some more um, subjects to the show and do more things that that everybody can interact with. So please take the time, go to YouTube. If you're already subscribed, that's fine. Just type speak on it, hashtag speak on it on the page and, and tell a friend, have them to subscribe to the channel too. And also um, uh, on other social media, subscribe to us also. Um, so let's do that. I was trying to avoid this, but stand by. Uh,